Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spiegel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spiegel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. And today I'm being joined by a special guest who has written a very insightful book. This guest has spent over 35 years shaping the insurance industry through a deeper understanding of emerging technologies and how businesses today can be best integrated and leverage them. He is a sought after speaker and influencer. He is the author of the best-selling book, The Bezos Letters, where he reveals 14 principles for the business growth based on the ideas and patterns that emerged when he examined Jeff Bezos' 21 annual letters to Amazon to shareholders. A big welcome to Steve Anderson. Hi, Steve. Andy, hello. Thanks so much for having me on. You're welcome. Now, before we dive into today's topic, which is how to pattern your success after Amazon, let's first hear your backstory and what ultimately led you to doing what you're doing now. Sure. Uh, so I've spent my career uh, working with the insurance industry uh, early on selling insurance to uh, commercial clients, businesses, and through that really developed a real interest in technology and specifically how it could be used to streamline operations and increase sales. 25 years ago, I started my own business focusing full time on that in research writing, speaking, and consulting um, in, in that arena. And I think it's that that kind of started me on this path of really examining with the continued rapid development of technology, I started asking the question, is the biggest risk businesses face actually not taking enough risk? And so I started researching that question, uh, looking at companies who had not done it well, some names probably familiar, uh, BlackBerry, Blockbuster, Kodak, Sears, uh, lots of examples there, and companies who had done it well. And uh, that's where I came across uh, Amazon, obviously knew of them and Bezos, but uh, became very intrigued with his writing and and what he talked about uh, in his shareholder letters. That's great. Yeah, no, that's that's very interesting as far as where companies fail because they didn't take risk. I think Blockbuster, like you had mentioned, probably is maybe the poster child. Maybe that's your sequel. Yeah, that might be exactly <laughs> what happened, right? Yeah. So you you, you explain where you got the idea for the Bezos letters, but. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you, you never worked at Amazon, right? I have, I have not, no. Spent so, a lot of money with them, but uh, <laughs> yeah, never, never got money from them, so. I think we always all spend money and a lot of money with Amazon. Do you, do you ever get the question from people? I, I mean, I think it would be common 
where they might ask, what, what makes you qualified to write a book on Amazon if you don't have it? Absolutely. Right. And, and, you know, as, as the idea of Amazon and what Bezos talked about and, you know, what I came out with or developed the growth principles, uh, I, a couple things. One is my perspective from a risk-taking perspective, I think, was unique. I think, two is there were and are uh, several uh, really good books from insiders talking about Amazon, you know, from 2013, I think, uh, Brad Stone, kind of the history of Amazon and how it grew. I think there's a different perspective looking from the outside in and really analyzing what Bezos has written. And I did, certainly the letters were the core piece of that, but I I believe I looked at, read, watched uh, pretty much every interview I could find uh, at, with Bezos talking about it and then was able to distill that into what eventually became the book that was published. Okay. Now, was it purely from the writings and, and different public interviews, books from people from Amazon, or or did you interview I, anybody? Or? Yeah, I interviewed a few people, and, um, you know, I think my perspective, it, it, it became, you know, what can any business owner who doesn't have that inside track uh, learn from Amazon? You know, are there things there that they can apply to their own business? And that's sort of the lens or the perspective that I decided to go with. Uh, You know, certainly like many, I could have gone through the trying to get interviews and all of that, but I felt there was something different about uh, looking at really just generally available information about Amazon and then extracting or putting that into a format that any business owner could use. Okay, great. Now, I see you have a, a bestseller mark here. What, what has been the response? On <laughs> well, actually really surprising to me. Um, this was, I mean, I'm not you know, a huge uh, author or anything like that, but uh, we were uh, fortunate to be able to hit both the Wall Street Journal and USA to bestseller lists. And perhaps, you know, that that's great, right? I I'm, certainly won't take anything away from that. But what's also really interesting to me is that the book is being translated into 17 different languages. And uh, there's been significant overseas interest uh, around this topic. And uh, I think that was even more surprises than the Wall Street Journal and uh, USA Today. Okay, great. So I just finished the book over the, the weekend here. And let me tell you, I mean, I thought it was fantastic. Well, um, thank you. It was uh, some great insights that I could apply to my company. I, I think that anybody who reads it could quickly have applicable lessons to their company. Let, let me tell you real quick what I got out of the book. Sure. I got number one, the most important is obsess over your customers. Mm-hmm. Number two is create a flywheel. Mm-hmm. And number three is always remain in a day one attitude. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you know, obsessing on your customer, not obviously, but it's easy to understand obsessing on your customer. But can you explain that idea of creating a flywheel? I can. And what happened is uh, Jim Collins, so the idea of the flywheel in business comes from his book that was published in the fall of uh, 2001, I believe, or either 2000 or 2001. 
and he has a chapter in that, uh, chapter eight, which is called the doom loop, the flywheel and the doom loop, where he goes into this uh, analysis of businesses, right, that have gone from good to great, what made them able to do that and what prevented businesses from making that transition. And it was the flywheel. And the idea here is that, you know, businesses, when they understand their core, um, um, wow, I'm searching for the right word I want to use, their, their core purpose uh, or their core that they want to do, and then they look at all the inputs they have to do, put into their business to make that flywheel um, continue to spin. And again, the idea of the flywheel is it's really hard to get going in the beginning, but once you get momentum there, it's easier and easier to keep it going. Well, how Amazon comes into the picture is that Bezos invited Jim Collins to a one-day off-site retreat with their senior leadership team and spent the whole day talking about the flywheel and really helped Bezos and his team actually sketch out, and there's a graphic that they, uh, that's on the Amazon site, et cetera, of you know, what is Amazon's flywheel. And Bezos thought it was so important that he didn't want anybody to talk about Amazon's flywheel. And it was probably three, four, five, six years before people started talking about it. But for, let me explain kind of how for Amazon this works. In the, in the center of that flywheel is growth. And Bezos has been focused on growing Amazon, you know, from the day he was on his hands and knees putting books in packages and driving them to the post office, you know, literally up until today. So that was the, that was the key. So what drives growth at Amazon? Well, the first thing is customers. He needed to get customers to the website and have them buy and have them have a great experience with that process so they would tell their friends and others about it, which would bring more customers in. So that's one piece. The next piece is with more customers, he would have more leverage with manufacturers to get better pricing. More customers, more sales, better deals, which then would lower the cost and attract more customers. So there you have two pieces to that. And then you added in there in the early 2000s, the uh, marketplace where they added third-party sellers on Amazon's you know, very valuable real estate to sell. That brought in more customers because there was a wider selection. That also then obviously brought in more leverage and to lower prices and brought more customers because they could find what they wanted. Um, and, and so the core of Amazon's flywheel is that even to today. And so the question for any business is, do you understand what the inputs you need to keep focusing on in order to get the results that you want out of your business? And, and I would say of the 14 principles, um, this is perhaps the most important one, but also the hardest to understand and implement and keep going. Because the problem with a flywheel, if any one of those spokes or those pieces don't work well, then the flywheel suffers. And, and so it's hard, and there's no question about that. Now, I think you had a, a great analogy in your book comparing a flywheel to a revolving door. 
Yep, in a uh, in a building, right? That that door. Yeah, and again, you know how hard it is to get it going, but once it gets going, then you know people can eat more easily come in and out. Absolutely. Now I read your book on Amazon, and I ordered Jim Collins' book, and I ordered it off of Amazon. Uh huh. Is that a mini flywheel? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. And I also should say. Uh, Collins in 2019 actually published what he calls a monograph just specifically on the flywheel and give some, it's only like 45 or 50 pages long, but give some excellent examples of how different types of organizations have used that flywheel concept in order to accomplish their goals. Uh, one of the more interesting ones to me is a elementary school principal. And I won't go into the full story there, but that's also a great resource to help people understand, okay, what is it and how can I use it in my business? Well, that's great. I will have to, to check that out as well. Um, the other piece that I really found informative, I'm not sure if that's the right word, instructional on growing your company, I guess would be, would be better, but is the philosophy of always remaining in day one. Yeah. Can, can you explain that? Yeah, I can. And, and again, it's core uh, in terms of uh, Bezos thinking. And in fact, you know, in his um, original letter, so 1997, uh, Amazon went public and the first letter about 1997 came out in the spring of 1998. And that, that's been typical for all the letters. And one of those concepts he talks about is that it's day one for the internet and also for Amazon if we execute well. Um, and that day one concept is, you know, is not a date, it's a mindset. It is walking into Amazon or into your business every single day with the idea of, hey, this is the first day we opened. This is a still startup. In fact, it's sort of hard to get your head around, but I believe Bezos and, and the leadership certainly at Amazon believe that Amazon is still a startup. And they, they try and act that way because they recognize that without that mindset, then you, you start moving into that slow slide like Blockbuster into irrelevance. And, and so he talks about this a lot in the 2016 letter, and he talks about a question he got from a employee at a all hands meeting. So the employees can ask him questions and he'll be on stage and answering those questions. And so the question was, Jeff, what does day two look like? Um, and he, he goes on to quote, you know, one, one he says, you know, it's something I've thought about. Um, but he answers that question with this. Day two is stasis, followed by irrelevance, followed by excruciating painful decline, followed by death. And that is why it's always day one. And again, some of those Kodaks and Blockbusters and Blackberry, I think we can maybe see some of that progression. He goes on to say, 
it could take 20 years. It, it's not something that necessarily will happen right away. But once you start down that slide, it's really difficult to reverse the course. But he also goes on to say, and I think this is really you know, insightful, that I, he says, I'm interested in the question, how do you fend off day two? So how do you stay day one? Mm -hmm. And what he identifies is four items or essentials for day one defense. They are customer obsession, skeptical view of proxy. So uh, again, brief explanation there. Proxy for Bezos is a procedure or something you do in your business that um, becomes the, uh, the overriding rule, not a guide to how we operate. And so, you know, many of us may have had the experience with customer service, oh, our procedures don't allow that, right? Adjustment mm -hmm. or a problem or something to be fixed. So that's a skeptical view of proxies. Third is eager adoption of external trends. And I think, again, back to my technology view, that's so important today because there are so many things impacting how businesses operate. And certainly we've seen that over the last year in 2020 with the pandemic. And there are all kinds of trends that were already in play. They already had started. But last year, so many of those trends were accelerated uh, significantly. So eager adoptions of those trends, not, oh, we can't do that. Um, and then number four is high velocity decision making. Uh, and again, he talks a lot. I, one of my principles is generate high velocity decisions because at Amazon, that's again, a key for them in terms of their ability to be agile and adjust um, on the fly. And again, we saw that last year, certainly a year ago, almost uh, now, you know, when the pandemic hit that they were caught surprised as everybody else was. And their ability to make decisions quickly uh, was one of the reasons they were able to recover quickly also. And, you know, delivery and uh, a crush of orders, right? All those kinds of things, but they were able to respond. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, all those are just great points for, for any company wanting to grow. You know, another piece or reason why I really enjoyed your book and why I, I think listeners can really take a lot out of it is the way you kind of intertwine stories about Amazon into the different principles of Amazon. And one of the stories that really stuck with me and you um, had mentioned a second ago was when Jeff Bezos was packing letters on or packages on his hands and knees. And he said, you know, why don't we get knee pads? Yeah, my knees are killing me. We need knee pads. <laughs> and then one of his employees said, what was it? Let's get packing tables? Yeah, we no, we need packing tables. Need packing we don't need knee pads. We need to get off our knees and stand up and get packing tables. And he said, that's the most brilliant thing I've heard. And he and, and again, he went out to, you know, a a home improve big home improvement store. And again, that startup mindset, not spending money we don't need to spend. He realized he could buy a solid core door and put four four by fours and some brackets and create a table. And that was his desk, and I believe still is his desk today, called a door desk. Uh, and and again, that's you know in the in the 
And the principle where I talk about maintain your culture, that communicates a lot to Amazon employees that those door desks are still something at Amazon as a reminder of where they came from. Right. Yeah, no, great story. Now, at this point in the show, typically I like to play a game with my, with my guests. Are, are you up for that? I am. Okay. Well, the game goes like this. I say a word and you respond right away with the first word that pops in your head. So it is a word association game. But the question, do you want to answer as Steve? Or would you like to try to answer as you think Jeff Bezos would answer based on your book? Oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting one. Um, let, let, me try, let me try answering as, as I think Bezos might. Okay, let's do it. Now we'll do a baseline, just three, and then we'll go into more business-oriented terms. Are you ready? I am. All right, number one, run. Um, uh, action. Uh, one, one of the leadership principles is default to action. Stop. Um, uh, th this may not make sense, but type one decisions. So fun. 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 Um, And I'm not doing one word. I've realized that. So that's, that's, right. that's part of what's hard. Um, um, uh, great. Uh, one of his comments in his 97 letter was, we're building something great, uh, something we can tell our grandchildren about. Now let's go a few business terms. Business. Exciting. Success. Byproduct. Family. Key. Email. Um, uh, important is the word that came to mind. Um, writing, writing is essential in Bezos' world. Promote. Um, um, <laughs> that's a, hard, a harder one for me. Give me a second. What would Bezos think? You can pass if you'd like. Actually, no, I, w I won't. Um, constant. Gratitude. Uh, essential. Wealth. Uh, lottery. He, he, he's talked about his, quote, lottery winnings uh, from Amazon. Clarity. Uh, uh, decisions. Growth. Um, I, I want to say key, but it's a bit more than that. It, you know, growth at Amazon um, allows them to obsess over customers. And finally, innovation. Um, secondary to invention. Quick question. Where do you foresee Amazon going from here, in your opinion? Well, certainly as the news of, of Bezos stepping into a new role as executive chair and Andy Jassy, the current CEO of Amazon Web Services, going coming into the CEO of Amazon overall, I think we'll see a lot of the same. 
Um, but mm -hmm. Jassy is not Bezos, but he's been there forever. Uh, I, and I think Jassy will continue a lot. And I think we'll see a lot more interesting, exciting things coming out of Bezos when he has the time to focus and where he likes to focus, which is three, five, 10 years out and, and plan for that. So I think Amazon, there's some really interesting days ahead. What would you do if your phone rang one day and said, Steve, hey, it's Jeff Bezos? <laughs> well, well, I'd How probably- How do you think that conversation would go? I, I probably would sit down and then, um, um, you know, I, 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 I'd love to, I, I, there are a handful of questions um, that I would like to ask him if he's certainly open to that. I think the first one I would ask is, um, you know, tell me about the process of writing the letters. Um, so I'm convinced having studied the letters, having read them, having read all of that kind of stuff that he, he may not have done first drafts. He may have dictated, and that certainly could have changed over the years. But the final draft, I think, was him. I would say the exception to that is the 2019 letter, which seemed off to me uh, in terms of tone and typically what I would expect out of the letter. So, um, and it'll be interesting to see you know, what the 2020 letter will be like as he transitions out of that CEO role. Um, and I have to say, so I share a love of space with Bezos. Uh, so I would actually really like to just chat with him about Blue Origin and, and what, he, what he sees as the future there uh, for humans in space. And for, for the listeners that might not know, can you explain quickly what, what Blue Origins is? Sure, I'd be glad to. In uh, 2000, uh, Bezos created a company called Blue Origin. And uh, so if you know SpaceX and Elon Musk, SpaceX with Elon Musk, Blue Origin with Jeff Bezos, and Virgin Galactic with uh, Richard Branson, are, are the three are called the Space Barons, and they are creating a way to reduce the cost of getting into space so that more and more, um, in Bezos' mind, more and more manufacturing and those kinds of things can be done in space. And in um, Elon Musk's mind, he wants to go to Mars. And Bezos doesn't agree with that. He says the Earth is the best planet we have. We need to protect it and, and move some of these things into space. Now let's talk about the free tool you offer at thebezosletters.com forward slash growth. So what we did was create an assessment um, to help, you know, it's okay, the 14 principles, they're in four cycles, test, build, accelerate, and scale. But the really question is 14 is a lot, so where should a business start? Mm -hmm. And so the assessment is designed to help gauge your risk tolerance uh, and give you an indication based on that what principles might uh, work best for you first. Uh, so you can start somewhere and not be overwhelmed. Uh, it's free uh, and you, you get results from it. And um, hopefully it's another way to not, not just read the book, but actually take action on some of the thoughts and concepts in the book. 
Great. Where where is the best place to to order your book? And again, the book is the Bezos Letters. Yep, the Bezos Letters: Fourteen Principles to Grow Your Business Like Amazon. And obviously, on Amazon, uh, frankly, it's available at your favorite bookseller, um, wherever that might be. Okay, and just again, a, a shout out. I I thought your book was excellent. I would give it absolutely five stars and encourage anybody who wants growth in their business to, to read it. It's a fairly quick read. It's very yep. entertaining. It's um, yeah, it goes quick and extremely informative. Good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, and, and you know, that it, we've got over 300 reviews on Amazon and an average of 4.6 out of five. Yeah. No wonder. Yeah. No, it's very yeah. good. Book. Now let's talk about if somebody, wants to learn more about you as a speaker or um, just sure. in contact with you in general. Yeah. So you mentioned the, the assessment on the uh, website. Uh, there's lots of other information there, including some material to help you know, a workbook and a few things like that. Again, tools to help you uh, take just what you've read and actually incorporate it, but that's the Bezos letters and letters is plural uh, .com. And uh, you can con contact me from there and uh, get more information. Fantastic. And that's all the questions I had for you today. Is there anything that I might have omitted that you would like to, to add before we wrap it up? Uh, yeah, in just a couple, a couple minutes. Um, I, I do want to go back to obsess over customers because um, I think you're right. At, at one level, it's obvious and that businesses know they need to take care of customers. Mm -hmm. But the word obsess is Bezos' word, and he used it in the 97 letter, uh, you know, the original letter. And it's just a different level or different, different um, emphasis or different focus. And one of the things Bezos talks a lot about, and kind of back to my comment about innovation and invention, but he talks a lot about inventing on behalf of the customer. And that all comes from really thinking customer first in everything that they do. So just don't assume you've got that concept, but think about what would you do if you obsessed over your customer? You know, thank you for throwing that in. That's um, definitely, probably, I would think maybe the number one point of your book is to obsess over the customers and have yeah. to grow. Yep. So cool. I agree. Well, great. Well, that is it for today. Remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave an honest review. And if you are looking for more information regarding Steve Anderson and his book, The Bezos Letters, you can contact Steve through his website, thebezosletters.com forward slash growth. I will also put that into the show notes. In addition, for those of you out there using Google Ads, I just released my newest book, Make Each Click Count Using Retargeting. You can go to www.makeeachclickcount.com to access all my books and to check out my podcast library archive. In the meantime, remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing, and I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.